Welcome to Twitching Upstream. It's our Tuesday show. My name is Dylan. This is some nobodies, kind of. My buddy Zach isn't here today, and because he is the rudder to which we lash our ship, I'm going to be drifting aimlessly on the sea of making something. Not sure yet. Usually when I'm here by myself, I'm working on my Dungeons & Dragons screenplay. I'm not doing that this week because I don't feel like it, and we're not beholden to anybody. So instead, what I'm going to do... I went to a website I like to go to. It's called SeventhSanctum.com. It's a very good website for writers. It features a lot of generators. Seventh Sanctum is good for generating names, storylines, settings, whatever you like. There's a lot of stuff on that website. I went to one which generates specific story ideas. It generates who the main characters are, what the story's about, critical elements, major plot details. Pretty brief, but it does a generally pretty good job of giving you a framework. Generated three of them that I thought were interesting, and I put them on this table. Now, what this table is going to do, let me make that text bigger, because I don't know if anybody can actually read it. What we're going to do, we're going to roll a D6, or, you know, six-sided die, and we are going to see which of these stories I'm going to babble about this week for roughly the next 45 minutes or so. Uh, Meanwhile, while I talk about this, if you want to throw anything in the comments... Do that, please. I am lonely until Zach gets here. He might pop in later today, but until then, it's just me flying solo. So three stories, that uh, ideas that I generated this time are, if we roll a one or a two, <laughs> stories about a fisherman who is obsessed with an aggravated witch hunter. It starts in an infamous commonwealth, and the critical element of the story is someone building a dwelling. Cool. I'm not going to elaborate on any of these unless it gets chosen, because I don't feel like it. If I roll a three or a four, We're going to do a story about a promiscuous archer who has a peculiar lack of magical talent. It takes place in a military outpost, and the story begins with someone revealing their feelings, climaxes with an inheritance, and ends with a delusion. The nature of magic is changing, and that plays an important role in the story. All right. And if I roll a five or a six, it is a crime caper story. It is about four creative circuit priestesses, which looks like a typo. Going to fix that so it says priestesses. It takes place in a hamlet in a universe where space travel occurs by magical means. The religion of the world will turn out not to be what it seems. So, those are our three story ideas, and I'm going to roll a d6 to figure out what I'm going to do for you today. This is just Google's dice roller. It serves you well. It's fine. It doesn't let you customize any of the stuff, but hey, whatever. We're going to roll a d6, and based on the result, we're going to go to idea number three. So, we're going to be doing this one. Stories about a promiscuous archer with a peculiar lack of magical talent takes place in a military outpost. It begins with someone revealing their feelings, climaxes with inheritance, and ends with delusion. Nature of magic is changing, plays an important role in the story. Let me get rid of the other two plot things. They're gone forever. I'm not going to write them down in a different document. I'm not going to write them down anywhere whatsoever. And now I'm just going to spend this time doing hopefully what I can to make something of this. Um, 
and I'm just going to kind of go through this process and narrate what I'm doing. Obviously, put stuff in the chat if you want. I'm not going to make you do anything, uh, mostly because I can't, because the digital barrier that separates all of us continues to separate us right now. All right, let's get started. So first, I'm going to break this down, <clears throat> going to figure out who the who the characters are. So we have an archer, uh, promiscuous, lacks magical talent. Uh, and these aren't going to be just characters. These are just going to be story elements. Uh, setting, it's at a military outpost. Uh, military outpost could mean a lot of things. It could mean it's a remote area. Uh, he's an archer, so he might be part of their archer corps. Um, let's see. It has nature of magic is changing. Remote area, maybe they are observing a magical anomaly until trained wizards can arrive. We're going to do a traditional fantasy setting because this seems like a traditional fantasy story. Uh, if it winds up going in some other direction, hey, all the better. Whatever. Uh, let's see. So, presumably, let's see, nature of magic is changing, so there's magic. Uh, eh, not going to get too much into that. So, we start, let's see, and early on, especially when it's this vague, there's a lot we can do. Other characters we might need to do. We're going to need a commander. Uh, we're going to need... I mean, we're probably going to need, like, Archer's friend. Uh, let's say the Archer, if he's if the Archer is promiscuous, and I'm going to use masculine pronouns for this character because that's what I personally default to. That's nothing we can't change later. Maximatical <clears throat> talent. Uh, layabout, or lazy. Um, patrol is low intensity because he has no magic aptitude. I'm just going to spit ball a little bit. We start with a remote military outpost. Outpost is one word. Uh, they've been assigned to uh, monitor a magical anomaly Let's see. What's a fun magical anomaly that we could do? Um, something that's kind of weird. Maybe it's an area of rampant growth. Maybe there's... did see a piece of... Okay, I got it. Monitor a magical anomaly. There's a large amber cocoon uh, on a rocky barren plain near the base of the mountains the mountains, because we're not naming anything right now. Near the base of the mountains. <laughs> uh, this group of scouts and miner... Oh, thank God. What's up, Zach? Man, you finally brought me back up front. I did. You're I was right. Waiting. I was waiting for you to say, and we're back. And I did say that. You were obviously not paying attention. I was not paying attention. I apologize. No, that's fine. How, how are you? Oh, I am filling time. How are filling. you? Oh, dude, I'm I'm so ready to fill some time. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So what, where, where'd we leave off? What are you working on? Okay. So I generated a story outline with a website, and I was just going through and just kind of seeing what I could do with it. Okay. Yeah. Wait, what website? Uh, it's called Seventh Sanctum. 
it's a uh, it's a website that features a lot of generators and a lot of content which writers can use to inspire ideas or just steal it wholesale because there's very very difficult to probably prove that you actually took it from this website. Okay. Uh, they have one in particular that generates um, very vague story outlines. So that's what I did. I did three of them and then I rolled a, a die to figure out which one I choose and just see what we could do. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait, what did we work on last time? We did um, the goofy redirect. Thing. Oh, the, the long phone call thing. Yeah, or... long phone call, which we're actually work, which we're actually producing. So we are we are producing that. Okay, I cool. Didn't, so... I didn't know if that was a one off or not. I didn't know when you were going to show up, so I did my own oh. thing briefly. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, then I'll do my own thing once this cool. show is over. All right. Uh, okay. Cool, so cool. what we have here, we oh, oh geez, great. Now I got to fill some time. Uh, hopefully, Dylan will be back soon. All right. So we have uh, the stories about a promiscuous archer with a peculiar lack of. Uh, magical talent. It takes place in a military outpost. The story begins with someone reveals their feelings, climaxes with an inheritance, and ends with a delusion. Hmm. Uh, the nature of magic is changing, and that plays an important role in the story. Now, Archer, it's a promiscuous, uh, he also lacks magic talent. He's lazy. Uh, patrol is pretty low intensive because uh, he's got no magic aptitude. Now, the commander. We don't know much about that person, but the military outpost, I'll tell you, it's in a remote area. It's observing <laughs> its observing a magical anomaly until trained wizards can arrive. Now, we're going to start in a remote military outpost, and we've uh, they've been assigned to monitor, uh, to monitor a magical anomaly. And there's a large amber cocoon on a rocky, barren plain near the base of the mountains. Now, this group of scouts and <laughs> miners... What is it? Young people looking for shit? Okay, let's figure this out. Okay, so uh, obviously uh, I can't scroll up, so I don't really know what the beginning part was. Uh, anyway, the, dude, the producers were on point today. All right, so <laughs> now we have, like I said, it's going to be a promiscuous archer with a peculiar lack of magical talent. Now, obviously promiscuous in this context means sexy right like getting it on a lot so we have a is that what promiscuous means if you're in the chats right now please tell me what promiscuous means now this archer he's getting it on but guess what no magic whatsoever which is great um so apparently they're in a group of scouts and underage people um now if dylan's back from his <laughs> <laughs> from his bathroom break i would like to understand what well, oh god thank god oh okay cool <clears throat> listen Sorry. i was i was filling some time i can tell <laughs> oh wow you really filled this out yeah I, well I, I was trying to i was trying to uh, open it okay cool <laughs> <laughs> okay so what what are you trying to work on here what what is this concept is this like a like a uh like a comic book or is this like a short or uh Comic book would be cool. Yeah, why yeah. not? We haven't done a comic in a minute, so yeah. I All think right. since uh, since uh, Force Limit, right? Okay, so let's do a graphic novel here. Let's yeah. say this is so that way we have like the idea of a finished story, but you know, obviously we can add on to it if we want. Now the main uh, now is this is this a character driven story? Is that what we're doing because it's <laughs> it's it's about an archer without magical talent? I think so, and I think a lot of it is probably. Um, it seems like a lot of it's driven by their personal stuff because yeah. we've got the inheritance and the delusion and revealing feelings. But in the in the background, I think we have this major magical conflict going on that we don't pay a whole lot of attention to. Cool. All right. So mostly it's about this archer. Now, why do you think the lack of magic talent is a big deal? Well, if the nature of magic is changing, 
-hmm. It could leave him in a position where a lot of people are dealing with unsteady stuff and he is not. Okay. Because nothing nothing would really change personally for him except that everybody around him who can do magic is having a hard time. Yeah. I was kind of under the impression that only magic users could be archers. Like, say that there's no such thing as flight and you would need to magically push this arrow, you know, and then for some reason this guy is the only one that can do an arrow without magic. And it's like, huh, what are you doing? <laughs> How you do that? Okay. I, I like the idea that Archer is termed for like a member of a team of wizards yeah. who magically, who like uh, use magic to lift and fire massive ballista bolts. Oh, you know hell what I mean? yeah. Yeah. They're, they're like, they're like earthbenders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Except they, they, telekinetically together like lift these like 20 foot long like steel arrows yeah. and it's just no i love that yeah rail guns yeah that's cool and this guy is just a normal archer but he's super accurate yeah and and uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan i'm a fan of that too and they're like dude this guy has no magical ability mm-hmm. he should not be allowed to do this uh and that's when we start getting into the fact of like wait maybe this is science and not magic i don't know we'll get into that maybe the main character is just has a really really good mind for calculating like accuracy oh nice. so it's like our our uh target target finder i don't know what the uh our spotter sure our spotter um like doesn't have any magic he's just really good at calculating range yeah and it's like huh so is our archer that's interesting. Maybe they oh. should meet. <laughs> uh, now, why why is there also a team of people? Um, I mean, doesn't have to be. I just assumed. I like the I like the image of a bunch of wizards together, just like doing their magic motion, and then the arrow like lifts off the ground and just goes. Tung. No, I think that's cool. It's just that, like the group of scouts and miners. Why is that? Why are we doing that? Oh, uh, because the story generated that this takes place on a military outpost, and I wanted to justify that. Okay, cool. I wasn't. I didn't. I didn't mean it to be minors, as in minor like underage people. I meant it to be like minor like talents oh, of oh, magicians. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, but I do like the idea that they primarily engage uh, uh, employ orphans. Yeah, I'm into that a lot um, because there's really no blowback if they don't come back from war. So that's yeah. not a big deal. Um, and I like that maybe they're they're forcing orphans due to like war and stuff if it's a military base then there's going to be a lot of like you know like hey we you know invaded this place over here let's take all their kids and see if anyone can be possible archers i think that's kind of cool they screen the orphans for magical ability yeah cool okay um all right and then so what what else are we working with uh, so I needed to have reason that magic was important to these people. I needed okay. a reason why the nature of magic was changing. And I needed a reason why the main character's abilities were still important after magic changed. Nice. All right, cool. So what if like maybe humans are like the smallest people on the planet, right? And they have to use magic because everything else is like elephant size or like even just the other humanoid people are just huge. So this one group of archers, uh, like it's almost a race, I guess, uh, ex-archers, future archers, um, but they're just smaller and, you know, I guess kind of like Hobbit-like, except in this 
in this instance, the hobbits have the magic. I'm a huge fan of fantasy settings where humans coexist with giant humanoid races because it really characterizes humanity as clever yeah. to have survived. And I like, on some level, the comparison of humanity to being like like little rats scampering around, surviving no matter what. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that a lot. Um, okay, so now we have a little bit of a backstory on roughly like what this place is. We have a, a little bit of a rough story uh, on who the main character is. Is just mm -hmm. like a magicless uh, archer. Now, what else are we working with? Uh, we need a re... I mean, we need... A plot reason that his inheritance is important, or someone's inheritance. We need we need a plot that involves an inheritance and at the end a delusion. And I was thinking those two could be in, uh, somehow linked, where there's a delusion regarding either the source or the nature of that inheritance. Um, I wasn't sure what that might entail, but I was seeing some kind of like he somehow cons his way into being on in someone's will. Or yeah. inherits a military title from someone who dies and lies about why he deserves it. Yeah, I like that. Um, I like him, uh, them maybe having the same name uh, as maybe like an ex-war hero, whatever this is. And when they come across this person, uh, when they hear that there's someone out there that can do archery without magic, uh, and then they also hear that he's taken on the name of like, <laughs> this ex-general, then it's like, oh, we didn't know that he had any kin. Uh, here's all of his wealth. Here's all of his stuff. Like, he also was one who, you know, you could do archery without magic. So obviously this makes sense. Um, okay. I think that's a cool, like, introduction to an anti-hero, I guess. Cool. So he's he's faking relation to a famous war figure. Yeah, either, either he can do archery without magic or he can, like, fake it you know like in the brothers grim where like they kind of faked how they did stuff um i almost like him being able to fake this taking on the name of like this famous person that could do it without magic um you know and just kind of lying I, i'm okay with that uh but i also like the other way too where he just uh maybe well he doesn't have to be like a bad guy i guess so no but he can be he can be kind of a scumbag but a good person yeah because i mean he's like he's a street rat so he needs to make yeah. money somehow and okay, so as the last name is an ex war hero and uses that to run cons on unsuspecting uh, merchants, visitors, yeah. etc., to the and, outpost. And let's just say that this is on the cusp of like the next big war, right? Like, uh, we have this uh, rumblings of uh, the, the giants, the giants are going to come back, they're gathering their forces and whatever, and then there's tales. Of this, you know, th this lineage uh, person of like this great war uh, winner, and they they go find him and they go, hey, turns out you're this great grandson of, I don't know names of this place yet. <laughs> I don't have any names either. So no, it's on the cusp of the next big war with the giants, and archers are the best magical tool humanity has to take them down reliably. Yeah, because you're shooting. 20 foot long spears of metal at these giants who are probably only like 20 feet tall themselves. So I, I kind of like the idea of like, maybe these archers are like, they have like throwing knives, or not that archers, like the giants have like these throwing knives, but to the archers, they're these huge long javelins that they can repurpose. Oh, cool. Yeah. Which, uh, archers 
return with pre- with uh with prejudice. Yeah, it's like the giant <laughs> the giants like have these little like almost like toothpick kind of things like fit fit fit. But then when you like look down at like these archers, they're just huge. Like it would need like four people to hold one. Yeah, and then, it, and then they use their summoning magic to levitate it and then to yeah. rocket it somehow. Cool. Yeah, I like it. Okay, uh, so we've got a con man orphan at an outpost. Oh, hold on a second. We do have a comment. Oh, yeah. uh, Mike uh, says, what if uh, he was meant to inherit magic from his late father, but his stepmother stole the birthright? Okay, I-, I like that. That could be like a double swerve where like he doesn't even know that he's this person. He was stealing the name. And it turns yeah. out that he actually was in lineage <laughs> and his mom, who maybe started hooking up with these giants, um, oh, you know, took his birthright sure. yeah, to try to teach young giants how to use, how to be archers. I like the idea that we, what if we do a double reverse where midway through the story, someone's like, you know, you actually are related. You're not their kid, but you are related to this lineage. And your stepmother lied to you about it just being a coincidence. And he's like, what? And then that lets him do some stuff and he thinks he's ready. And then he runs into it and it's like, you're, that's not your real last name. That's the that's the first lie I told you. If someone told you you were actually, so it's like a double reveal. Okay. Yeah, I'm into that. Okay. I mean, I like him using this name to try to gain popularity in like mm-hmm. small towns and then it, it kind of biting him in the butt by saying like, all right, well, now you're recruited to the head of the army. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm actually uh, Mike, Mike Smith. And you're like, <laughs> no, you're obviously Fendelbring Ringbringer. Fendelbring, Fendelbring, Breen. Ringbringer. Yeah. It's like, no. No, I like I'm... the name Fendelbreen, actually. Yeah. That's that's a that's a good fantasy name. And he's like, no, my name's Mike Oxmall. <laughs> I, I promise you. And I go, no, you're, I don't buy it. You're definitely a ring bringer. It's like I don't think so. Uh, midway, it's midway. He's told he's actually a part of that bloodline, but a minor offshoot. Yeah. Then yeah, at yeah. the end. There's the actual reveal that he's not related to them at all. Uh, but nobody else knows he's not. So he keeps the delusion going. Hell yeah. Okay. Does that work against him because suddenly people start looking to him for leadership and he has to play it straight? Uh, no. I think okay. that I, I think that since the majority of people probably won't know all the ins and outs of the 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 hereditary uh, lineage, then he could just be like wishy washy. Some people think like, oh, he just doesn't want to, you know, he he's not trying yeah. to brag, you know. Cool. And what are we going to do about the nature of magic changing? And it's important. Yeah. Um. I will say either. Everyone is about to learn because I, I almost like that birthright thing. And if maybe the mom is like selling this ability or or the birthright or something so, to make it so that everyone can use this magic, so it's not that big of a deal anymore, um, or so that I I've I've kind of been working on like a a concept of like this a type of like magic that just kind of gets absorbed into the world. You know, okay. like like if somebody has a magic and they're really good at it, but then the world decides that they shouldn't have it, so now everyone just gets it, and it becomes oh, sure. like you know. And then it's like, 
Well, this isn't even special anymore. Kind of like um, what Ryan Johnson was going to do after The Last Jedi before J.J. Abrams decided no. Uh, room, kid. Give everyone hope. Yeah, we can yeah. do that. Let's give everyone some hope. Uh, or not. Like that that's that's my that was my first thought for what you were saying. Well, I definitely don't think that uh uh Ryan Johnson was trying to say that the force was dissipating and everyone gets to use it because it's not that big of a deal anymore. Oh no. Uh, no. I oh. think it was I think it was saying that you don't need to be an actual Skywalker to have the force. Oh like oh. it can it can be in anybody. That's what I that's kind of, that's what I meant. Yes. I, oh. didn't, I didn't mean that the force was becoming unimportant. I meant that it was not limited to just these specific families. Right. But but what I'm saying would be more like what you were what I thought you were saying first, which is like the the world decides that no one people get to have this magic anymore. Okay. So so that everyone gets it. Cool. Does that mean that prior prior to the story, this magic is like limited to a very specific set of families like maybe like i'm seeing like an empire where all of the nobles are magic and they're very very particular about who gets to marry each other because passing magic outside the family would potentially get it out into the wider world sure and I mean, eventually or like during this story something changes fundamentally to where people can start doing magic all over right uh okay. I, I, yeah i i think that's cool um, cool all right. So like if, if maybe like, it, yeah, because you would think like, you know, in, in times where people thought they had power, right. You would want to marry within that power to make sure you have all that power for yourself. So mm-hmm. that would make sense that it's like, Oh, Hey, this family can all, this family is also archers. Um, let's keep them with us. Yeah. And, cool. uh, and then maybe like each different kind of people, uh, have different access to to magical you know, to ma- magical abilities, and then maybe this kind of thing is happening everywhere at the same time. Where like you know, right now we're following the archer, where one person uh, is learning that they're kind of important, but the the earth is going to take their power away. But it's also happening in the giant realm, and it's also mm-hmm. happening in like the, the slime realm, uh, and it's also happening in somewhere else where like one person's like we're about to lose this power. And then, you know, this kid's like, I don't deserve all this. (laughs) I like the idea that there's some like semi sentient world soul. That's like, okay. Yeah. We're cut. We're, we're changing things. Yeah. Either that, or like maybe there's like a moon that's close that like, you know, harnesses this weird form of gravitational power that like maybe an asteroid uh, is knocking the moon away or the moon slowly just breaking. So people are losing power. Uh, Maybe it's like, at this next eclipse, the the sun's gonna take the moon with it. What if what if the planet's moon gets hit by a meteor and gets pushed out of orbit? Yeah, I love that. And the and the and the powers that people had are slowly just going away, and they don't realize that there's like a scientific reason for it. Uh, they think maybe there's like a bigger power on there. It's like, oh my god, these fucking even larger things are coming, and they can move the moon, you know. And it's like we gotta. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it's not. That's that's just. <laughs> no. a- what if what if there's a secret cabal of archers who are like we're going to make this available to everybody by pushing the moon out of out of sync, which somehow gives everybody powers or something? Yeah, I love that. And they're like, so so they're the kind of group is like, we shouldn't have this power, but nobody should have this power. So we've been working for the last eight years on moving the moon, and apparently they've been pulling a comet out from way outer space into the moon. I mean, what if they just decide to like push the moon away from the planet? Yeah, it doesn't have to do. be a doesn't have to be a comet. They're just like 
We've been focusing our power, and we're just going to push the moon until it's gone. Yeah, and I kind of like this because – all right, so let's just say that these are archers, right? But they're like the bad archers. Oh. And maybe all other archers from like all over this planet or realm or whatever, they start hearing about different groups that are attacking this elite archers. But the rest of the world doesn't know they're bad archers uh, trying to get rid of the moon. They just hear that like the giants are now starting to attack them. So they're like, look. The, the world's kind of going crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, we got to really prep up. And that's when they find Ringbringer. Um, but it turns out that everybody found out that these archers were bad. And they're trying to stop them from doing what they're doing. And the giants secretly act as the protectors of the moon. So they need to wipe out these giants so they can freely push it out of the way. Well, they're like more protectors of like nature, I guess. And without the moon, uh, the, the natural effects of what yeah. they've come accustomed to you know, like we're going to go away. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, cause I'm a, I'm a big fan of thinking that a whole group of people is bad and finding out that they're actually doing the right thing and yeah. you've been bad. And then it's like, well, what do we do? Like no one really should have magic, but we shouldn't really affect the world. And I think that's like just a huge scope to, to deal with. So over the last few hundred years, the secret cabal of magicians has been convincing the empire these giants need to be wiped out because they're they eat people and well, they're big and they're scary. But so, really, what they're doing is destroying the guardians of the moon so they can push it out of orbit and get rid of magic altogether. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't necessarily know if they want to if they're saying that the giants are bad or if it's like a ruse because maybe like all right, so maybe since like these archers have. They, they've understood how to wield this magic, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe just every other race is a little bit slower. So they're all starting to like gain their own version of magic. And the archers are like, nope, we can't have anybody else take over. We're going to stop all magic. I like it. I think there needs to be a justification for why they think they can survive against the giants without magic. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah, okay. Because the original idea was that the reason humans can keep up is because we're shooting big ass arrows at these giants with magic well see but the thing is like the giants aren't bad right no and i know i agree it's this, it's this evil cabal uh that's that's spreading these vicious vicious lies all over twitter uh about how <laughs> bad these giants are cool yeah no, um, I'm into it. yeah i think i think what you said is is more intriguing though i, I like I, it i mean we I like can synthesize the two of them well, no, I like it being a very devious cult of archers that maybe like the rest of the archers don't know they're bad. They're like, no, no, they're just like, they're the high ups, you know, it's like, they're <laughs> cousins. They live on top of the tallest mountain in the world. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like, like when you have those, why? it's when you have those super rich cousins and they have like two maids and you're like, they live here. Oh, your maids live with you. That's weird. Hmm. Wait, you don't pay them. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what's happening here? What's exactly happening? Why do you happening? bring them to our family get dinners they just stand there yeah what exactly is happening here Dad? you're not involving us in your weird stuff are you <laughs> so yeah I, I like the bad cabal members that are just trying to um that are trying to tell people like hey these giants are bad uh they're they're now stealing our our magical abilities we need to do something um yeah, I'm cool with that. In that case, is the main character secretly the descendant of one of those bad archers, like, leaders? Um, Sure. 
Well, let's see what like, Mike like, says. Yeah, Mike says, uh, "What if they lived in trees like giant redwoods?" This sounds like they're going to be Ewoks pretty soon, but maybe. Mm. Um, I like the idea that humans live in giant trees. <laughs> yeah, which actually yeah. aren't any giant trees; they're just regular trees. Because <laughs> we're just small. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> oh, so so the world is giant compared to humans. It's yeah, like yeah. It's, it's a world that evolved naturally with larger land life forms than we did than yeah we yeah are. yeah okay cool yeah 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 <laughs> yeah because, sure because the moon yes <laughs> because the moon yeah the great excuse for a lot of things i mean it's it's my go-to it's not bad um okay so main character is the last member of the... oh and the reason that they are not part of this evil archer order is because they were born without magic and so the archer order was like we're not raising this kid put him in an orphanage yeah or okay what if the magic you're not born with it right it's like okay. maybe something that these archers have taken uh that they've lied to people and said like only if you're in our like in our hereditary line can you do this magic and the whole magic is like a lie now um i, I mean they like can... that would I feel like that might get disproven in the setting pretty easily. You I mean, they I mean? Can, I mean they can do it, but it's not magic. Hold on a second. Yeah, Mike says maybe a tree would. Oh, I don't get it. I think it's a would what would have me eh? would have you what like live in it <laughs> would have you eh be in it. I don't know. I think Blue Shoe Nick needs to work on his puns. <laughs> wait, let's reread this. Okay. Uh, maybe a tree would have me. Oh wait, I forgot this one. I'd live in a tree. I'd I I'd live in a tree if any tree would have me. Okay, that makes sense now. And it's like oh. maybe a tree would have me. I don't get it. I don't. Dude, Nick is so into natural humor right now. Like he makes the weirdest humor, like grass and trees. Um, I'm sorry, I lost interest when she started reading Nick's comment. Yeah, it happens. We lose viewerships every time we show. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we show one of Blue Shirt Nick's uh, uh, comments, we tune we into lose. PowerPoint Showdown to watch us hemorrhage viewers live. Uh, I know we we've been working hard to get almost a thousand viewers, a thousand subscribers, and once Blue Shirt Nick shows up, we're gonna lose <laughs> every single one of them. Um, but he's got good puns, and that's yeah, all sure, that, why not? That's all that really matters. Okay, so what else are we working on this thing? Um, I think we need to get the actual narrative story. Okay, so I like the idea that uh, the archers are maybe gaining, uh, like the, the elite archers are gaining too much power uh, that the world sees. So the world um, starts sending, you know, um, the the big, cool fighting squads of each of the people to try to, like, stop the archers from doing what they're doing, which is, you know, dissipating the moon. Does the world know about that? I think the world knows, but not the archers. Like the elite archers know, and then the world knows. But I think that like the the our, our group of archers that were following and like that that sect of the outpost. Yeah, the outpost slash okay. that race of people. For some reason, um, they think they're just misguided and they think that the archers are doing the right thing. I, I think the reveal about the moon should be like a bigger like and closer to the end of the story reveal. Well, no, what I'm saying is like the world knows what the archers are doing and that's why they're sending people to fight them. 
the I thought, they were, I thought they were sending people to fight the giants and that the the evil archers were conniving to trick everybody into thinking the giants were the bad guys right that's what i'm saying i think i'm just telling it in a different oh order. okay because i like the idea of it starting with like the giants attacking the archers right okay and then that's why the archers are looking for more people which is how we meet our main character but what we don't know is that the world is sending people to stop these archers from doing shit but the archers are just saying like oh, hey look the giants are just attacking us all the time the the you know the the rock people are attacking us all the time uh the slime demons are attacking us all the time we need okay. to we need to raise our forces but what we weren't told as the audience is that the reason that all these groups are are attacking them gotcha. is because they're trying to mess up the world by you know this decade long which is coming close to an end this decade-long spell of let's get this moon and okay. the fuck out of cool. here. Cool. No, I like the. I really like the idea that the entire world suddenly starts trying to attack this human like government or state yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. And um, the empire, who is fully in the pocket of the Archer Cabal, is like, <clears throat> they just started attacking us. We don't know what's going on. We have to fight back. Yeah. Cool. It's like they're just picking on us because we're small and because we. We're, we're pale skin. We're, we're pink little things. Yeah, uh, it's like they're just picking on us. And it cool. was like, yeah, we hate these giants. We hate these slime. These these muck ballers or whatever. <laughs> Some uh, pinky pink pink skins, soft skins. <laughs> yeah, small pinks. Whatever. Frad whatever. Yeah. Whatever slur we'll use for humanity in this fantasy yeah. story. I'm into that. Um, yeah, I think that's a cool story because if, if we're telling this narrative from these human point of views, these archer point of views, mm -hmm. it's going to seem like every other race is just trying to extinguish them because they're mm -hmm. small, you know, or maybe they're special, quote, yeah. unquote, because of right. the power. So I think that's an interesting way. And it's like, no, you guys are actually bad. You've been doing bad shit. The world is just sick of it. <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so like the first act can be just like humans are attacked and it's like, Come with us. We're going to fight back. It's like, oh, cool. This is great. People are defending us. We must be the good guys because we're the underdogs. Second act is like, oh, they're not as bad as we thought they were. Third act is, oh, we have people trying to destroy the moon? Okay. Yeah. Maybe we are kind of the baddies this time. Yeah. Now, we were following the... Hang on a second. Blue Shoot Nick uh, uh, took his time and thought of a joke. And what he wrote was, what about giant yants? You know, giants. What are Yano? Is that the name of the giant ants? No, it's a question. You the know. Yano? The Yanos. Yeah, it, it's actually, it's a root vegetable similar to the yarrow. Uh, it's a little inedible, though, because it's mostly a rock. I like the, I like giant ants. I put in, they're giant ants in Elden Ring. Yeah. The Yano, giant ants. I love it. Uh, well, so yeah, like, we'll, have, we'll have a creepy scene where they're trying to tunnel into the giant's headquarters, and they're like, why do they have tunnels suspiciously sized for humans? And then you hear that. Yeah. And then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and giant. Yeah, a bunch of sex. Uh, he's promiscuous. Yeah, I know. That's the sound you're making, right? You're making. Oh, yes. The sounds of. Sounds of... Oh, is that what it sounds like? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> That my neighbors yell and have sex a lot. Oh, well, are your neighbors giant ants? Don't know. We're getting off track. I'll talk to them. <laughs> uh, I like the idea that we start with uh, this main character in kind of like a backwater, nowhere military outpost where he's just 
kind of sleeping his way through trade caravans and stuff. Like the like the suburbs of a military outpost. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah, the yeah. the outside outside the palisade wall. Yeah, there's all the tents, and like the tent city. And he's like, yeah, you know, I was part of, uh, you know, this military outpost, and I don't something. Yeah. Oh. Mike Oxmall 91 says, I thought of GI ants, and now I want to see Rambo as an ant. Okay, I like GI That's... ants more than giants. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a second. Yeah, GI hold on. ants. They're bigger than That's... you think. <laughs> That's Only a because different... they work out. That's a different that's a different episode. <laughs> GI ants. <laughs> no, you know, the military rules you don't know? say anything. About giant ants not being in boot camp. That's true. Like I an Airbud, but with a giant ant joining the military. Uh, officer, can you come over here? I got these two fucking ants in line. It's like, oh, uh, I've read what? all these. I've read all these clipboards full of paperwork. And Kowalski, nothing... your ants have been dead since Nam. No, I mean literal ants. No, like not my ants. Not my aunties. My ants. <laughs> waka waka. <laughs> and then starts playing. I'm walking on sunshine. <laughs> Sir, women can't be in the military. No, not my aunties. These ants. These ants are ruining our picnic. As long as they're male ants. <laughs> oh, my picnic. We'll have oh, some sassy boy. characters say, yes, queen. Okay. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, let's, my God. Let's hop back into this thing for a sec. Um, all right, how how would you like this this graphic novel like to kind of like wrap up at the end? Do they destroy the moon or do they remove the moon? Do they pull the moon closer by accident and cause an apocalypse? And we okay. have a follow up set during the apocalypse. I was gonna say if we were to subvert expectations while reading this magazine, you would think or this comic, you think, well, they're not gonna be able to stop. They're not gonna be able to move the moon, right? That seems sure. like a pretty big. So all right, so the moon's got to go, right? Uh, so they they achieve their goals. They move the moon. What they don't realize or didn't think about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I watched Jumanji three last night. Okay, and and The Rock being Danny DeVito might be my new favorite thing hmm. I've ever seen ever ever ever. I haven't seen um, it. What's that? I haven't seen it. Well, you should watch it. It's it's okay. good. It's it's a Jumanji. Oh sure. You love your Jumanjis. Do I? Yeah. Oh sure. Okay. No. Jumanji. <laughs> uh, all right, so the mo- the moon's got to go, and maybe because the the moon dissipates or whatever, now these archers, the elite archers especially, don't have any more powers. So the giants just wreck them, right? <laughs> and then, yeah, because the moon's gone, yeah, then we start getting the post apocalyptic, and that's when the ants get crazy. Because ants are the cockroaches of the insect life. If people, if you don't know that, sure. Uh, that's the moon. It's a Death Star. That's true. Yeah, they they they. So they get the moon out of here. But what it turns out, what they didn't realize is that uh, something has to take the space. It's a moon vacuum, and what shows up there is a different Death Star. Uh, the Archer Cabal moves the moon. Hey, good job, guys. You removed any magic from the world, uh, and now your only defense against the giants is gone. And giants are still really big. Yeah, and then we See, cut to. This cut- is why I was wondering about like. What do they think happens after they lose their magic? Hell yeah, uh, they just get they get stepped on. But what do um, they? What? Why do they think this is a good idea? Because they think that maybe 
giants have power because the moon maybe they think that the moon is like the course of all the power and if they do it maybe they weren't trying to get rid of it completely they're trying to like shrink it uh to to make it theirs um maybe they're just trying to move it to the other side of the earth so they could have it are they extinctionists they're just like humanity is running its course we really shouldn't be here anymore and then they're like we're just gonna end it for us maybe the giant ants are actually the ones mind controlling people and they go <laughs> you know what ants don't need moon might be that might be a lot of plot plot threads <laughs> but if the ants want to get rid of every other species then they would take over the earth on their own that's true Moonless. what if what if they were trying to no it doesn't work what if they were they, trying to pull the moon closer so their powers get magnified oh like that they miscalculate the angle because the main character who's good at calculations they pulled it too close themselves and squashed themselves I either, yeah, actually, I like the idea of them accidentally pulling the moon into the planet and causing a disaster. Mind Control Ants was part of the show Brain Dead already. Oh, I don't know it. I don't know Brain Dead either. Wait, Mind Control Ants, like they control ants or the ants control people? No, I, I was saying that the ants control the people. Right. No, and I get it. I think Blue Shoe Nick is just having a drug <laughs> trip and he's uh, just describing what he sees. It's possible. <laughs> uh all right so yeah i like that they're trying to maybe get the moon a little bit closer because since they have magic uh they think that an amplification of that will make them the more elite um and maybe they bring it close enough that the earth just pulls you know it into the orbit and just rocks part of the earth or they do they maybe they read the spell backwards or through a mirror and it just made the moon go away. It seems like it seems like how we're doing this is that archers can like control momentum, or like they have some sort of telekinesis. They can control gravity. Okay, cool. Uh, brain Whoa. dead oh. TV show slash ants. Oh wait, well, Nick 2016. Said, uh, the ants burrow into people's heads and turn them into political extremists. Oh wait, that actually sounds kind is of is that cool. a spoiler? Well, I mean, it shows back for six years. Well, I mean, sure, but like Mary Elizabeth Winstead was in it. Oh, this might be good. Seriously? It got canceled after one season on Netflix because it's Netflix. Wait, this sounds like maybe something for No Time Wait, to no. Binge. Two seasons. No, one season. No Time to Binge. What do you think? Jonathan Colton performed musical recap segments. Yeah, let's do No Time to Binge for the show. I also like to say things like Colton. Um, Is that, what did I say? That's what you said, Colton. Has it, it said? I don't know. Probably Colton. Who knows? <laughs> okay, so the archers that can they can control gravity slash momentum, uh, they really destroy the moon. Um, do you like it that the moon comes on CBS, home of NCIS? Huh. They planned a four season arc, but it got canceled after one season. Even okay. though it got sixty five percent approval. Now, what what CBS streaming service? What's it called? Uh, Brain Small Dead. Access? Brain Dead. Brain Dead TV show watch. Mm -hmm. This is thrilling viewing for the people at home. I don't I'm not really sure why Dylan. It's on Amazon just, Prime. Dylan just decided to um <laughs> swerve the entire show. Um so now we're just gonna be watching Brain Dead. Uh, I forgot that I was sharing the full window and not just the tab. So yeah. when I opened a new tab, it went directly there. <laughs> I don't All know. Right. 
No, it's okay. Let's, let, I mean, let, let's keep this going. Let me figure out how to do this real fast. <laughs> do, wait, no, don't, no, don't you do it. Wait, I'm not do, doing what? I don't know put how to on, do stuff. Put on brain dead. Why would I do that? Because I, I know what it sounds like when you're being a stinker and it sounds kind of <laughs> like that right now. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Because... I think that's true. <laughs> There's a light. So we're going to get copyrighted for this and our channel is going to be lost forever. How are we going to get copywritten if we continue to talk? <laughs> can you hear this? Yeah, I can hear it. I muted it just now. Oh, nice. You muted my screen? I don't know. Can you hear it? I can. Oh. Okay. So anyway, we're going to be watching Brain Dead, which is suggested by uh, one of our friends uh, on uh, Twitch over, uh, his name is Blue Shoe Nick, um, and he wanted us to watch uh he actually watched it on amazon prime uh let me just go ahead and skip this recap because nah let, let's save this for no time to binge the uh award-winning show from some nobodies yeah all right i'm into that of so course. if you want to see us if you want to see us <laughs> talking about that go over to no time to binge the award-winning podcast by some nobodies did you mention and of course already? what's that what what you can go to other Some Nobody shows on our YouTube channel when you look up Some Nobodies, somenobodies.com, or Spotify, any of our shows, or patreon.com slash somenobodies, where you can help us become self-sufficient and pay for our web hosting by going to Patreon and pledging literally any amount of money. We'll take yeah. it, please. Yeah, seriously. If you want to chuck a buck at our face, do that. If you want to I am not a... <laughs> go for it. To say if you want to do this coin flip thing like that with a quarter, uh, I'll take Ooh. it. Uh, we're trying to really, here? we're really trying to make sure that we start uh, creating more content. The content that we're like, you know, mentally creating, we want to start physically creating it. Uh, we're actually hopefully filming something tomorrow. Um, no, not that thing. It's chapstick. Hold on. What are you, the Mothman? Apparently not. Oof. Oh, quality Tough. viewing. Wait, <laughs> like this and more on our YouTube channel. That's true. Uh, we should probably get out of here before. Yeah, it's about. I, I can feel the. I can feel the string fraying. Yeah, you're. Yeah, <laughs> you, you I'm, definitely. I'm... Listen, we got stuff, and you need to see it. So open up whatever you got, whether it's some kind of electronic pager system, uh, anything that you've stolen from a Best Buy, and just open up some nobodies. Uh, and just look at all the stuff that Dylan writes, and we would appreciate that. Uh, we got to get out of here because. We have people to thank, though, first. Yeah. Scott Curtis, Jeff Dwoskin, Todd Shek, Santa Kotrick, Blue Shoe Nick. Red Flanagan. Red Flanagan. I was getting there. Uh, special thanks to uh, Dave Large and, uh, I don't know, the Who? Jim Eden Network. They're doing yeah. good stuff with chess. Dylan, we got to play this thing, man. Oh, are we, are we done, done? <laughs> I don't know. Well, you also didn't say our, our ending slogan. Uh...